Welcome to Your 7th Sense, a show for mission-driven entrepreneurs to evolve into unstoppable intuitive leaders. Listen to Terry and her guests as they share stories of being powered by angels and intuition to achieve their success. Now, let's unlock the power in you with your host, Terry Wildeman. Welcome, everyone, to the second season of Your 7th Sense, business powered by angels and intuition. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, and I love bringing phenomenal guests who have created success in their world by tapping into their heart, tapping into intuition, tapping into their guides, tapping into their angels. Highly successful business people know that there is something other than us that guides us and they are open to hearing the words that come, seeing the images that appear, and listening to that heart-centered place that brings out incredible wisdom if you choose to listen to it. However, as we know, there are some of us who run in the opposite direction because it's woo-woo in their mind, in their eyes. It's woo-woo, and God forbid we talk about that in business. That's not appropriate. It's not professional. Oh, and I'm here to debunk all of that. Okay, and my guests debunk it all too. (laughs) They do. Today, I have a phenomenal guest, Daniel Gutierrez. He's a good friend. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be writing the forward to my next book if we ever get there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting. We we shall say, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me too. Well, there you go. All right, so. Uh, Daniel is an incredible human being. He's your classic, classic leader and business professional who meets the standards of the show in terms of finding what it is that really makes business tick with his radical mindfulness. And that's the name of today's show, Radical Mindfulness. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about uh, Daniel and how brilliant he is and what got him to this place of teaching, speaking, and coaching on radical mindfulness. So once a high-powered executive and in-demand consultant who graced the covers of Latin Business, Sison, and Color Magazine, Daniel realized that there was more to success than a seven-figure earning potential. And a lot of us get to that point. As president of Primer, is it Primer or Primer? Primer. Primer, okay, a prestigious national leadership organization and an advisor to the Department of White House personnel for the Obama administration, Daniel was a highly regarded and deeply revered leader. Uh, He was listed as one of the top 100 Hispanics in America. However, he decided to find fulfillment and dedicate the next chapter of his life to become a master of mindfulness. And during the past 10 years, he's led quests to the heights of Machu Picchu and to the depths of the Amazon and the top of the Himalayas. I mean, good Lord, the man's fit. Okay. (laughs) Though mindfulness is a lifelong practice, Daniel has become known for giving life-altering strategies in as little as 60 seconds. So by listening to the show today, you may experience a life-altering experience. So, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I just heard an echo. I thought somebody else was talking. Okay. So nope. um, he appeared. I think this is really cool. In 2018, he appeared as a special guest for Michael Pascal and 
he spoke on the stage of Carnegie Hall. I want to get on Carnegie Hall. I want to speak on that stage. Mm-hmm. He's a best-selling author, and he just released his fifth international best-selling book, Radical Mindfulness, the name of our show. Welcome to the show, Daniel. It is oh my gosh, uh, thank you. So thank wonderful you. to have you here. Have you here, uh, Daniel? You and I talk a lot about spirituality in the workplace. And you have really in the last 10 years experienced quite a journey, what I call the inward journey that leaders really need to take. Because let's face it, phenomenal leadership starts with us. Yes. From within. It starts from the heart. So I'd love for you to share with my audience, your audience, what is radical mindfulness? Well, it's really not complicated. Um, I guess everything in life is simple. It's, we make it hard uh, as human beings. But mindfulness, if you look it up in the dictionary, is just awareness. We can mindfully eat. We can mindfully walk. We can mindfully be in relationship with our significant other. And so in today's world, as you know, mindfulness has become quite the buzzword. You know, okay. now, you, now you've got commercials. They're mindful commercials. And everyone's using the buzzword. Um, but there's one step further that I wanted the, the audience to understand is that mindfulness by itself does not work. You can be an aware alcoholic and not do anything about it. That's, you know, that, that's awareness. But when you go to radical mindfulness, radical for me means the practice of mindfulness. What is it that I take, not just in my morning meditation or my yoga, medita- uh, yoga practice or my essential oil practice, how do I get that 30 or 40 minute um, uh, activity that I do in the morning and carry it more through the day than not? And that's where the word radical came from, because it's almost radical to think that we can hold that all day long. I mean, you really, mm-hmm. I don't even know carry the, the percentage that, that we could possibly even do it, but it's not that high because we're human. And, and I always say, I'll give you an example. Uh, here, I'm sure Miami's the same way, the 405 here in Los Angeles. You get on that freeway, all of a sudden your fingers start flying, your mouth starts opening, and it's not very mindful. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I have been talking about driving in traffic. Um, you know, my, my primary home is in Newport, Rhode Island. I happen to be here in Miami. My second office is down here in Miami. And I am in, and I go to San Diego quite a bit, as you know, on the West Coast. I've never seen drivers like down here. <laughs> Miami, my Miami friends, I'm sorry. I mean, the beep, beep, beep. Yeah. And just today, I was watching a row of cars stop. The person was taking a right-hand turn, and an old gentleman in a walker was crossing the street, and all of these people were beeping. No. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. People, and what's you know what? It happens all the time. Mm. I see this kind of stuff in here constantly. So I often say that, and, and I remember standing there, I had, a, I had to breathe and I brought the angels in to support and protect him. I, I immediately saw it and I just said, angels, protect this man because, you know, it, it was crazy. And it all happened literally split, but still it was like, wow. So, when it comes to the insanity of life, when it comes to the driving with radical mindfulness, I know for myself, one of the things that I do to stay mindful is I do my, as I've talked with you about my quick shift technique that I yep. talk about in my book, where we shift into our hearts. 
uh, I mean, I know for me, it took a long time to remember to keep doing that. Yes. So can you talk about the habit of radical mindfulness and the steps that you take to remember? Yeah, that's the goal. And, and there's really um, one easy step that we can do that's easy to get us, as you were saying, get kind of centered, kind of uh, radically mindful. And that is to, to remember to breathe before you yeah. act. You breathe before you act because a lot of us react, excuse me, and then we're remorseful because we said something or did something we shouldn't have done. And so if we can take more breaths throughout the day, really before we talk to that employee, before we talk to boss, before we yell at the significant other, before we yell at our kids, I mean, really just stop for a minute and take a deep breath, that will begin the process of habit, as you said. Mm -hmm. uh, and it takes, what is the number? I think 21 days to form a habit, something like that. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> right, but it, but it takes yes. over 40 days to train the subconscious mind. Yes. And it's the subconscious mind, it's the knee-jerk reaction part. It, 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 it's just automatic, if that's what you're used to, fight or flight. And that's the part we wanna train. So you wanna just start where you can and don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work. but Lead, for leaders, this is imperative to good management. Absolutely. Because if we react to a situation before going inward to really, as you said, hear the guidance that, that will allow us to make more sound decisions, then we're just you know, making decisions by, by knee-jerk reaction. And so I mm -hmm. encourage people to learn to breathe more often, not just in their 10-minute meditation in the morning or whatever it is that they're doing. And do you agree or disagree that drama is a habit? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think in my first book, I talked about being a drama king because I didn't know how to do life without drama. You know, I, I just... Ah. I, I just, I just admitted it here, folks. That's right. I admitted it here. <laughs> if, if, oh, it's, it's actually wrote about it. But if, if, I, if things were too calm... I would create chaos because I knew how to swim in it. I knew how to swim in chaos, which is something that Dang. we need to really pay attention to. Sometimes we just don't know what to do when the company's doing well. So we go and break it. So we have something to do. <laughs> you know, I, I, and that's absolutely a wonderful, wonderful uh, comment that you just made, because I think you're absolutely right there. We're, we're it's, I believe it's an addiction. It's it is. an addiction because it, it, you're becoming an adrenaline junkie. And especially for certain behavior styles, like high dominant behavior styles, they love controlling things. And if things are going well, what are they in control of? Exactly. Nothing. So they exactly. need to break it. So there's this fear of not being in control that gets in their way. Um, the, other, the other thing is, and it just happened this morning. Uh, I was at a networking event earlier this morning. It was one of these 7 a.m. networking events where the full moon was still out, this beautiful full moon. Oh, it was so beautiful this morning, yeah. And it was, you know, I'm, it's jet black. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm driving to this meeting, looking at this full moon, and I'm, I, I'm grounded and centered. And I walked in, and um, I connected with a, a couple of really phenomenal people. And this one woman kept saying, I have to deal with this person. I have to deal with that person. I got to deal with this person. I have to deal with this person. And what I said to her was, and I love your comment on this, your perception on this. What I said to her was, you know, the word deal with 
you're making the people you're interacting with problems. Mm -hmm. What if you were to use the word work with this individual or work with that person instead or a different word other than deal with? And she just sort of looked at me. She was very surprised when I said that. I said, well, it's, it's ingrained in our language. You know, we tend to use the word I have to, you know, need to deal with this, need to deal with that, need to deal with this person, that person. And I said, transform your language for a moment. What if you, I'm going to work with this person, I'm going to work with that person. Doesn't that feel easier? Yeah. So I love your perspective on that. Well, I think you're right on because um, we, we not only are we, uh, when I need to deal with somebody, I'm going in for battle. Exactly. Out, I'm going to deal with that person. I mean, I mean, I'm coming in to deal with you. Uh, and so you're already bringing into existence the very thing you probably don't want. And that's confrontation. That's confrontation. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah. So, so being radically mindful is also being mindful of your thoughts. Being mindful of, and that was perfect what you said, because the most, the thing that, that I look for when I'm working with people is what their internal dialogue is saying, right? Because their internal dialogue uh, is, is never going to lie because it's going to pop out like she did. I'm going to go deal with these people uh, and, and, and actually creating a, a, an energetic battlefield before she even walks in what, rather than what you said, which, which I love is, you know, I, I, I get to work with this person. That's right. Uh, right. I get to work with this person. I'm looking forward to finding a solution that works for us both. Yeah. That's different. But you're right. She was ready. She was getting herself ready for battle. She was. And she was a short, sweet, to the point, just, you know, wasn't even aware that I was in a deep conversation with somebody else and just charged in. It's a networking event and just charged uh -huh. in and interrupted the, the conversation. And that's one of the things that I teach in, in networking is, and where networking with leaders are concerned is when you network, be mindful of what you're actually seeing and feeling. Go find somebody who's by themselves. Go find yeah. somebody who's by themselves and interact with them. So it was the whole thing was was rather rather you know was rather interesting. And uh, she was highly intelligent, very entertaining, loved everything she was talking about. And I'm sure I'm going to be connecting with her again. But from a radical mindfulness perspective. What other advice would you give her? Well, I, I, I teach people that, well, I, I would want to know what, what's the battle about? Because it's got nothing to do with the people. It's got to do with her MO of life is I've got to kick life's butt every day or it's going to mm -hmm. kick my butt. So I have to be ready to battle. And I think a lot of people... Um, in the past and uh, uh, the maybe a little bit older are used to getting up and feeling like they've got a battle life. My mom used to say, aquí estoy en la lucha de la vida. I'm here in, ah. to fight life. And I would say, why do you say that? Why do you want to, why do you want to fight all the time? I right? just heard that today. Did you? Yeah. I just heard it that today. I estoy en la lucha. It's yep. in La Lucha, and, yep. and for our uh, English friends, La Lucha is the battle, the fight. The battle, the fight. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, well, why does it have to be that? But I was the same way for a long time, Terry. I was, I, I got up and I said, life is not kicking my butt today, right? Oh. And, and so one time I was um, at a leadership conference, um, uh, and I got chosen to be the leader of leaders, and, and one of the practices they had us do was uh, on, they led us up to the top of a mountain on a windy day and said, 
you're going to climb that 45 foot pole um, telephone pole. And then when you get to the top, the base, it's only like this big is loose and it spins and you're going to stand up on that as oh if that God. wasn't enough already. If that wasn't enough already. And, and then when you finally stand up, now, mind you, this pole wasn't that big. It's a telephone pole. Uh, um, when you finally stand up, you have to get the nerve to jump and catch the trapeze that's swinging. And, and so you can imagine, no one knew I was scared of heights. Uh, but when I was getting my belay put on, the gentleman that, that was there said, can I, are you scared? I said, uh, yeah, did I wet myself? Or <laughs> I said, are you scared? He goes, can I give you some feedback? I said, sure. He says, I've watched you lead and I've, I've watched how you respond to the people here and other leaders. You love to battle life. Like your MO is I get up and I'm powerful and I'm, you know, hear my roar, you know? And, and mm. so you're looking at this thing that you got to conquer this pole, but it's, it's defeating you at the same time. So what if I, let me make a suggestion. I said, what's that? He said, what if instead of fighting life, you made love to life? What if life was just a beautiful thing that you experienced and that while well, you're climbing up the pole, realizing that you're scared of heights, that you're unlearning the fear of heights because you learned it. You didn't have that when you came into this world. So what if you did that and would that help you go up, up the pole? And I said, no, I don't want to go up the pole. But I did understand what he was trying to say about the battle thing. So anyway, long story short, I did make it to the very top okay. uh, and I did stand up and I did jump. Uh, and it was an amazing experience for me because I had seen life as, as something that I had to get up and, and fight every single day. That doesn't take away, folks, uh, aggressiveness or good work ethic. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the mindset. You know, because today when we're radically mindful, we can get into what we know as the flow of life. And when you're flowing down that river on an inner tube sipping a beer, that's a lot easier than being outside of the inner tube swimming because it's taken off in front of you, right? So that's what I mean oh, by Love that. And, you know, my phrase, calm, ease, and flow. Calm, ease, and flow. Oh, my God, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I'm curious, how did you get to the very top? From the pole, what did you have to do to stay? Oh, my gosh. Well, well, the funny thing, well, I mean, you're – you're up on this 45 foot pole straight up it's windy so it's swaying and the step to the next step is on this moving top and i'm thinking this ain't gonna happen so i literally stayed there for 15 minutes like frozen and you could hear him yelling at the bottom going your legs are gonna give out you can't stay there i'm thinking i'm not moving man i'm scared right i was just scared but at some moment and this is something i think that that we should all think about most of the time the things that we fear most of the times the things that we want to come into fruition in our life we don't do and so this is what i did and this is what this is a little message for those of you that are listening to this it took 30 seconds of courage just 30 seconds to step up on that thing 30 seconds and, and and i believe if we had 30 seconds of courage in our life to ask that girl out to ask that client for more money to ask whatever if we just if we just mustered up enough courage for 30 seconds then we could change our lives and so i did i, I said okay i'm going to give this a shot i'm up here there's no way i'm going down i'm i'm going to give it all i have for 30 seconds and and i i stood up i was blown away every four letter word i knew that was bad came out
<laughs> in Spanish and in English. Yeah, both. Yes. Yes. I went and backwards and forwards. I was so excited. I was like. So then what? And then you caught the trapeze. Yeah. Then I had to jump. It took me a little yeah. while to jump too. Yeah, you had, yeah. So you had to jump and then you had to let go of the trapeze. Yes, I did. Because you can't get down unless you let go. Yes. Okay. And, but you are strung up the whole time, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're supported. I mean, yeah, you know, there's, right. I mean, yeah, you're supported. Yeah. And you know, I really understand what it is you're talking about because several years ago we went on a camping trip and I'm going to share a similar story for our listeners so that they understand about courage. Uh, we went to, um, there were like 50 of us went camping and a bunch of us went to this, um, what do you call those? Um, it was an obstacle course. Right. And there were different levels and they had the swings, the trapezes you're talking about, and mm -hmm. they had zip line galores and all this other stuff. Well, we were 40 feet up and you were tied in and I knew that we were tied in. So for me, I knew that I would be safe. Watching the other folks was very challenging because they, they really were scared. So mm -hmm. we got to a point where I got to the third level and I went far beyond what I wanted, where I wanted to go. And it, it was one of these things where, where there was, there was a, rod a rod here and then a rod there, a rod here, rod there. And your feet have to go on these silly things. Oh my gosh. And then we ended up on the trapeze and my hands gave out. So here I am hanging from my knees upside down. <laughs> and the kid on the ground kept saying to me, and all I kept thinking of was, okay, I'm a leader. And I remember saying this very clearly, I'm a leader, I'm hanging upside down. If this were my business, what would I do? Because you know me, I'm all about business. And this young kid behind me said, man, we can come up and get you and get you down. And I said, no, I will get myself up. Thank you very much. He said it three times. My husband's standing next to him. And the third time I said it, I said, I, I got a little, I'm going to get feisty. <laughs> little feisty. My husband finally told him, zip it. <laughs> Let her do it. And I did. I, I got myself back up again. It was one of those, the courage you were talking about. Right. I'm going to do this. And I got up. And you're so right, Daniel. It is about that 30 second of courage. Mm -hmm. It is about being able to move forward when things get hard. It is about overcoming those, those things that um, can seem just so hard. There are huge mountains to climb. So where mindfulness is concerned, I know for myself in that incident, I want to hear how mindfulness how you were able to integrate, how you want to teach mindfulness where that scenario is concerned. I know for me, it's about, there's going to be challenges. You're going to be hanging upside down and you can choose to either have the person on the ground, pick you up and let you, and, and you're done, or you can keep going, which I did. I was able to finally do that. So I know for me where mindfulness was concerned there, I had to pull in here. Mm -hmm. It was all here. So with you, when you're talking about radical mindfulness, because your example is extraordinary, it's mm -hmm. huge. What I did did not include a little platform. <laughs> right. It was round. Okay. Round platform. How, how did you feel? And, and, and spinning. Spinning. It was spinning. <laughs> how did you fit 
both feet on it. Barely. And I had big hiking boots on. It, it was just, it was, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know how I, I got both my feet on there. Wobbly, in the air, 45 feet, windy day. Okay, and it was spinning though. So were yeah. you spinning with it? No, it just, it just wasn't stationary like I thought it was. I thought, okay, I'll get up here. Oh, okay. So, so, so it was uh, um, uh, not uneven, but uh, unsecure. It was moving. Sure. So it was like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, crazy. And, and I'm talking about, the, it wasn't that big, okay. you know? So, so if your business, so let's talk about leadership. Yeah. There's an incident and this is tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Okay. That platform is tunnel vision. Okay. How do you coach a, here I am in front of my face here. <laughs> How do you coach a leader to look at what is in front of them through that plate that is tunnel vision. What do you want to say to them to get to that point of radical mindfulness so that they can expand their vision? Sure. Well, in my book, I have six steps. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to give you a few. The first step is get present, which we talked about already, either through breath, meditation, yoga, essential oils, whatever, whatever brings you back into the present moment then these next few questions are very important. And I think if you think about your situation and my situation, it's not any different than, than someone having tunnel vision or someone stressed out about, am I going to get that, the money to, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Here are three questions that are very important. So once I get mindful, once I, and I use essential oils, I love essential oils. I use it to bring me, Palo Santo brings me back into the center. Where are my thoughts right now? That's the first question. Where are my thoughts right now? Are they in the past, the future, or the present? It's the first question. So I want to know where I'm at because most of the time we're fearing the, the future. We're fearing the future. Uh -huh. That's right. We are. So, so where are my thoughts right now? Here's the next question. And in both our cases, the, the answer to this was yes, but here's the next question. Am I okay right now? Am I okay in this moment? Well, yeah, I haven't died yet. You know, we, you, were, you were upside down and you hadn't fallen down yet and you had help if you needed it. And I hadn't fallen down yet and I had help if I needed it. So the answer to that question is yes, I'm okay right now. Why is that important? Because when we're freaking out and creating what you were talking about, anxiety and stress, that's self-inflicted. And when we get into that space, we're not good leaders. We're, 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 we're making decisions out of fear. And so I ask myself, am I okay right now? Yes. Okay, most of the time the answer is yes. Then the next question is very important. Are the thoughts I'm currently having real? And have they ever been real? Well, I've never climbed that pole, so everything that I was fearing had never happened before. So again, I was making things up. I was making things up, and when we do that, we're acting out of a place that we have no power in, which is the future or the past. And so are the thoughts I'm having right now real? No. Have they ever been real? Well, no. Well, then what am, what am I doing? I need to stay present. And then, I, and then the next question is, okay, so if, is what I'm doing right now getting me closer or further from my, my objective? What is my objective? In my situation was to stand up on the, stand up on the, on the round uh, thing that was on the pole. So if I was sitting there in fear, holding on in an awkward position, by the way, how is that getting me closer to my goal? It's not. That's when I had to muster up that 30 seconds of courage. And that's the last one, act. Take that 30 seconds of courage and do something different. Call that client that you haven't called. Call that CFO or CDO or whoever it is in terms of the, whatever it is. 
If you're in leadership and you follow this format, you're always going to make sound decisions based on the power you have, which is in the present. In the present moment, the, the whole premise of your show is intuition and leadership. And you can't access that anywhere but in the present. That's right. That, and you're so spot on with that. You know, and I call it the I am. I know you, you, in other conversation, we called yep. it about the I am. In yep. the present, you are in the bullseye of life. Right. when you are there <laughs> and I know for myself people uh, they ignore their intuition out of fear and I know you have ignored your intuition out yep. of fear. can you of share course. a couple stories around that well I think ignoring uh just simple things I teach my son I, I've been trying to teach him a little bit about intuition and I said when you're driving down the road and your intuition says you should go right what do you do what what you know this is a good muscle builder for intuition. Now, one time we were driving around and, and I said, Aaron, I really feel like I should go this way, but my ego saying go that way. Cause that's what you always do. And I did and ended up in a traffic jam. And my son right says, you didn't, you didn't listen to your intuition. Your intuition was guiding you, but you didn't do that. Right. So I think throughout my life, there's been many times that my ego took over and said, no, I'm not going to listen to my intuition and say, I'm sorry, or I'm not going to listen to my intuition and give in to that client. Uh, and it costs me. It costs me dearly. So I think that it's important that it, the interesting thing about intuition is people sometimes confuse intuition with with monkey mind. You know, they don't yeah. they don't really know how to sep discern the difference in the two. Uh, I look at intuition and, and the way that I gauge whether it's really a message coming from the divine or if it's me is if I hear the message more than once. If I get the message one three times, it's not me. It's not me. And, and then I act on it, right? I act, and I also do muscle testing. You know, that's, that's helping the intuition. Okay, should I go? Should I not go? Yeah. And we, we, if we do that more often in our lives, especially in our businesses, we'll make sound decisions. I mean, all of us, are, anybody who's watching here is, has made a great decision because they followed whatever you call it, intuition, a thought, whatever you saw, you acted on something that was bigger than you. It's something that you talk about, something bigger than you, a, a, an energy bigger than you, and you acted on that and it was amazing. And then we get, go through that process and we have a success and then we blow it off. It's like going to the gym. I'm gonna go to the gym, I look great, I feel great, I'm gonna quit going. And the next thing you know, you look like Buddha again. You know? <laughs> You know, I love Daniel because, um, you know, I do muscle testing also. I'm a, an emotion code practitioner and you're talking about muscle testing. I also do the essential oils and, mm -hmm. you know, all, all the stuff we do. Some people just look at it and, you know, these leaders, these very practical, logical and practical leaders. Oh, you know, that is such woo-woo. And you were talking about Palo Santo and, and um, I wanted to share with the audience that Palo Santo, that's P-A-L-O-S-A-N-T-O. Do you have a piece there? Yeah, it, it's wood. It's sacred wood. And um, it has healing properties in it. So, yes. you know, we do all these things. I do all these things also. And here we are, very practical, tactical, and logical people who incorporate the uh, energetic, the emotional, the spiritual, the intuitive, to allow us to be really grounded in yes. what it is that we do. So what do you say to those leaders who are like, you know, you do crazy stuff. You know, that's all woo-woo stuff. How do you answer those folks who you know you can help, yet they're very, very resistant? Resistance comes out of 
fear of knowledge, fear of not understanding. <clears throat> and um, I'll say this, leaders today, they're unwilling to find ways to grow their inner self are antiquated. And eventually you will either be destroyed by the stress and anxiety that you create, or you'll be removed by somebody who is in that space. And I'll give you an example. I remember once being at a corporate office of Atna Insurance in Connecticut, and we were with the chairman of the, no, he wasn't the chairman yet. Was he the chairman of the board? Anyway, so we're in a room full of high powered uh, executives and people who are there to listen to this gentleman speak. And the very first thing that he did was, I'm going to have you slow down and meditate. I was blown away that this guy, I mean, who was the chairman of the board of one of the biggest insurance companies Excellent. in the country, you know, had them. And, and so later on, I find out he's a, he's a um, Buddhist. So that yeah, he yeah. brings that into the workplace. That was not weakness. That was power. No. That, was strength. power. That, that was strength. And so if you look at what, as you said, you, what others could say, woo woo and out there, well, there are, human stimulants that move us uh, to success. One of them is stress, one's anxiety, alcohol, drugs. We, th we think that these false um, stimulants uh, are the way to success. The only problem with that is, is that in every situation and anything that you ever studied, um, I mean, that can motivate people to be successful. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that that success ev eventually meets with its demise through health, the person loses their health, they lose their relationships, they lose their time, and then they take all that money that they spent making all those years to try to buy back their health. The mm -hmm. opposite side of the fence is we can still be successful and highly successful if we, if we look at, at the, the stimulation, the human stimulants that are good for us, community, family, uh, meditation, uh, love. Oh my gosh, I said the L-O-V-E word, love. God right? forbid, Daniel, God, God forbid. forbid. Why would I say something like that? You know, and, and, and that coming from peace and tranquility and coming from groundedness and coming from that radical mindfulness works. I remember this one guy, he called me up and he was an executive and he says, I'm telling him what I do. And he starts laughing and goes, ha, really, Daniel, peace and tranquility? I said, I didn't call you. I don't need you. Oh. And he goes, oh, so if you want some peace and tranquility, we can talk about it. I, I, my life is fine. Yeah. And so I had to learn, and, and I talk about this in the book, how to, how to not be that high-stress person, how not to be that high-stress person, because I can still create the results I did then, but I am peaceful in doing it. I don't stress out about anything. I don't let anything get under my skin. And that's a big change. From everything, as, as I said earlier, was chaos. Everything was drama. Mm -hmm. Because that's all I knew. I didn't know so anything. You're not a drama king anymore? No drama king no more. Nope. Good for you. Good for you. And I do want to share something about the love thing because you, you, know, you really say, oh, the love thing. There <laughs> are folks who really are challenged with going to that love place. You know, for whatever happened in their world, what I share with them is, then let's knock it down a little bit. Step into appreciation. There you go. To gratitude for what is right in front of you. Take baby steps. 
What is it in your life that you appreciate? What do you appreciate about your work? What do you appreciate about your home? What do you appreciate about your relationship? And when you start taking baby steps and then get into gratitude for all of that, then the vibration starts to elevate. And when that vibration elevates, it's easier to get to that place of love because not everybody can get to that place of love and joy. It's hard for them at first. So those little baby steps can help. That's one thing I just wanted to share with folks who, are, who struggle with that love word. Uh, just appreciate one thing, even if it means the light turned green and I can go through, excuse me, and I can go through without uh, hitting every red light. You know, that, that happened this morning. I'm, I'm hitting the red light and I was like, oh great, I'm going to get red all the way. I go, angels, take care of it. It turned green. I had green all the way down. Thank you, angels. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put them to work. You got to put them to work. Got to put them to work. They're just so sitting there. So Daniel, I know you have a free gift for our uh, audience, and it's at danielgutierrez.com forward slash gift hyphen giveaway. It will be listed underneath the YouTube channel, and it's also going to be listed underneath the uh, Pippa channel where we have, we Pippa sends out all of our podcasts to various uh, podcasting platforms. So it will be there, danielgutierrez.com forward slash gift dash giveaway and Gutierrez is G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z. Sorry, I speak Spanish. You got to say it. I love it. I love it that I get to hear my name pronounced correctly. I love to hear my name Gutierrez. <laughs> well, today I, I, when I went to go have uh, order my lunch, so uh, and here I am in, in in Miami land, you know, Latino land, and uh, the lady said to me, "What is your name?" I said, "Ana Teresa." I went. When did, where did that come from? <laughs> I love it. It just surprised me. So anyway, I guess when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You know, that's real. That's right. That's so right. Daniel, I want to thank you for a very, very fun show. I am sure thank folks you. here uh, have gotten something out of everything that we've talked about. I mean, with, you know, you've got a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, journey to share. And can you share the names of your books, please? Yeah, well, the new book is uh, an international best-selling book called Radical Mindfulness. You can go to Amazon and pick it up. Um, and uh, I also have four other books, and you'll see them all there uh, on okay. Amazon. You can go to my website and find it. But uh, if you like the book and you buy the book, then leave a review. Need those reviews. There you go. If you don't, yes. don't say nothing. <laughs> there you go. And his website is danielgutierrez.com. That's right. DanielGutierrez.com. Well, thank you again, Daniel, for being here with us today. And to our audiences, thank you so much for being here and listening to us chatting away about leadership, intuition, and radical mindfulness. I'm your host, Terry Wilderman, with my guest, Daniel Gutierrez. And I thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Unlock the power in you and elevate your seven cents with our intuitive leadership training programs, masterminds, VIP days, and retreats. To learn more, visit intuitiveleadership.com.